Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I got this feeling that I've been here before. I got this feeling that I've been here before. Hello, welcome to We Know's Parenting. I'm Beth Newell. I'm Peter McNerney. And we are in February. (laughs) We're in February and we're still parents. Yeah, so where we last left off was you had the kids... Well, I was on vacation. Yeah. Now I'm back. You're back, baby. With, to my huge, enormous children. Yeah, they grew 12 feet while you were gone. Yeah, that's what always happens. They're like little human People. beings just walking around. They're like, oh, hello, mother. <laughs> just interacting with the planet. We um, missed you ever so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've been pretty good. They've been uh, calmer, actually. Not, I mean, part of it is, I think... We just have more of a routine for how tantrums are going to go down, and so it doesn't catch me off guard as much when it happens. Yeah, I think this podcast and us talking about it has put us more on the same page than anything else. I just witnessed you handle a tantrum <laughs> um, like I have been, and I got to say, I was impressed. <laughs> are you taking credit for the tantrum strategy? Uh, Well, that's not the point. Okay, well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you did it great. How did it feel? <laughs> that It's not the only time I've dealt with a tantrum. As I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying that you didn't know how to do it before, but you were very... What I noticed you doing that, that really stuck out to me, because he got a little crazy because you, you came home early because you weren't feeling great today, so he wasn't expecting to see you. So I think they get a little excited. And he like got upset and like tried to hit. And then when we do that, we have to hold you. And you said, I have to hold you. And you held him, and you 
as he was like saying things, you were just calm and you didn't engage. And I, that I had not seen you do. And I think it was great. How did it feel? It's good. I'm generally, I've been trying to teach my kids that, um, they're not like worthy of my constant attention, which is yeah. like something I think I struggle with is like when they want something, if it's something like, I don't care if they, you know, have food or drink when they're hungry. Like they, I may, I'm just making them wait longer for things so that they have to put in more effort or like at least ask nicely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. I mean, it's been so liberating for me just to that, like <laughs> d- I'll explain myself once. And then I'm not going to, but the, the the other part of it that I've been excited about is that I've been treating the tantrum or the them asking for things is I'm like, that's just one more thing on my list. I have to do the dishes and the trash <laughs> and I, and I'm not, I'm fine. I'm fine doing the chores. Yeah. And so I go, no, you can't have milk right now. I'm, I'm cooking dinner. And then I do the trash. I do this and I ignore them, but with a positive presence, I'm not paying attention to you. Because I'm paying attention to something else, and it's fine. Yeah. And they get tired quickly when you ignore them that way. Well, and the thing that I think I've gotten better at is, like, when Bryn is trying to kick a wall, and then you have to physically restrain him, it's like, when he keeps saying, like, let me go, or punching you, or, like, when he keeps trying to argue that you're hurting him or whatever, and that, like, and I, it's so easy to try to argue back with him yeah. and be like, I'm trying to keep you from hurting people, you idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's not your strongest If argument. you start arguing, it's just this loop, like, it's just a useless loop of energy. Yeah. So, for the record, we've never called our kids idiots <laughs> to their faces. Uh, yeah, only. To, to the whole, fans. totally to everyone else, <laughs> they get it. Um, one, um, sorry, go ahead. But I had a, I had a, a pretty big breakthrough last night where they were both tantruming at once, which is like my most annoying experience. Sure. And then it was kind of like Maven was really tired. She fell asleep on the couch, and after not wanting to let me put a pull up on and insisting she was going to wear like a tights to bed or something, and so yeah. she fell asleep on the couch. Even though it was pretty early, she she had the same cold I currently have, and I managed to get a pull up on her while she was like half asleep, and then she kind of woke up at the end of it, and I was going to try to move her to bed. So then she freaks out. She's having a tantrum. Bryn's having a tantrum about going to bed or something. I had to restrain him, and then while I'm restraining him. She's taking off her pull-up, which normally I'm like would want to run over there and stop. But I was like, you know, I can only can like deal with one person at a time. So I'm just going to commit to this Bryn thing and let her like have it like to wear herself out. Yeah. So she's running around screaming about her pull-up and like throwing clothes like and Bryn. I'm just restraining. And then they both finally calmed down, wore themselves out. And I, you know how Bryn is. He just flips the switch and then he acts as if he never was having a tantrum to begin with. He's and then suddenly like, oh, hey. Yeah. And you're you like, read what, a is, book? what is wrong with you, you psychopath? Like you were just, <laughs> he's, anyway. He's, that. that's my memory of my full childhood. <laughs> Me and my three brothers. Like, that's what it was. It was like, I hate you. Do you want to go play hockey? You so, forget. So then Bryn did that, his usual uh, act du jour. And he, and then Maven was like did you say act du jour <laughs> i don't know it's his usual routine he then they were i was like getting them into pajamas or something i let them like have some milk and they calmed down for a second and while maven is like drinking milk letting me put on a pull-up she was like later she's like sorry i took off my pull-up 
Really? I was like, I can't believe she's apologizing. She said it like three times. She's like, sorry, mommy. Sorry I took off my pull-up. I was like, are you kidding me? I cannot believe she's relenting on this. So I think, I guess I just need to let them like yeah. feel big feelings. <laughs> yeah, they, they do a big push. And yeah. when you don't, like they throw a big wave at you. And they want you to be a wall that's going to, like, break that wave. And when you just step out of the way of the wave, they're like, oh, it's these waves are calming. <laughs> and then they forget what they're doing. Along those lines, I've I've recently found, a, um, you know, like, when they're really upset, we're, we've gotten much better at staying positive. But another trap that I have fallen into is is trying to distract them. Um, with questions where I'm like, Hey, do you think tomorrow we should go to the park? Questions are, are just as bad as trying to argue with them because they can just say no. And then they have power again. It's really hard for me not to ask in the form of a question because it's just the way humans phrase things. Yeah. Like you'd be like, Hey, why don't we go outside and take a walk? And then like everything you say, they're like, no. no. But what I just did tonight, cause we were sort of tag teaming the, the tantrum and he, I sort of stepped in right as it was waning. So I was there at the end, and uh, he was, like, getting ready to maybe rev back up. And instead of going, hey, do you want to go get a sandwich? Do you want to feel better? Which normally would send him back into a rage. I just immediately picked up the pig toy, and I just started, like, talking to myself. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm so excited because tonight we actually – the dinner I made um, had uh, a pork in it, and uh, – Brent, I don't know if you know this, but pork, um, a bacon is actually made from a pig. And the pig is on top of the chicken. And I just keep rambling <laughs> to myself about facts. And then I see him trying to catch up. And I'm like, so it's going to be pretty funny. It's like I'm going to eat a sandwich, but it's like a, a pig on top of a chicken. And then I squeaked the pig toy and it, it oinked. And I go, oh, what was that? And then suddenly all of it was gone. And there was a bit. And then he got on board and we were laughing. And it was over. And I was like, that's it. Just start talking to myself about interesting things and no questions. But it's like, it's a weird game because you have to find the exact right moment of him cooling down where he, yeah. he's a little bit tired. Like he's ready yeah. to be distracted. You got to pick the moment. You know, I just realized this is exactly what I do as story pirates. You know, <laughs> when I perform for an auditorium full of kids, which is an insane energy and... There's so many, it's usually crappy New York City, pu public New York City school auditoriums that are designed to make it impossible to hear anything. <laughs> and so you can't be like, if they get out of control and they're not paying attention, you can't do the like, all right, let's get quiet, I'll wait. You have to just simply be more interesting than whatever they're excited about right now. Right. And uh, it's like the best, the... You never ask the audience questions. You're like, did you like that last story? Then people will like start talking. Uh, you have to have a good song and dance routine. Yeah, instead like, of bye, it bye, is. Bye, 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 caca face. Yeah, if it is like, if you can hear me clap once, if you can hear me clap say. twice. Oh my gosh, look at this. Now I've got your attention over here. And it is just redirecting their attention. It's just uh, instead of going, hey, stop what you're doing right now. Instead, you put your hand to the side and start snapping and go, ooh, this is a fun sound. I like snapping. So what you're saying is parenting is like acting. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all you guys need to know. Parenting is like acting. You're welcome. Buy our book. 
Now it's time for We Don't Knows. This is where we share one of our uh, most perplexing or defeating or or like We Don't Knows moments of, of parenting. Beth, you got a We Don't Knows. Yeah. You got a good one. I mean, this is a, you know, a moment where our son truly didn't know. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> actually we did know. We knows. So we went out to dinner, uh, to a pizza place in town, had some good pizza. Uh, I took Maven to the bathroom. Peter asked Bryn to go to the bathroom. He refused many times. He refused. I picked him up from daycare and then drove to our place to pick you up. And as we were waiting for you to come down, uh, he was sort of dancing. I was like, do you want to go to the bathroom? And he goes, um, yes. Um, No. I go, well, we can run up and do it there or we can do it at the restaurant. And he goes, um, no, I'll wait till after the restaurant. And in my mind, I'm like, this will be the time where he finally has to overcome his fear of public restrooms. But why does he have this fear? This feels like. I can relate to that. I know. It's a very you fear to have. I don't yeah. understand why he's made this like an issue. I don't. I got over my fear of public restrooms like last year. <laughs> okay so he okay so Bryn didn't want to go to the bathroom uh this was something that I guess I sort of forgot towards the end of the meal was an issue because he was just sitting there for such a long time and seemed fine and then <laughs> although he was sitting there shaking back and forth <laughs> non-stop for an hour other than that he was okay normal. well anyway we're it's time to go we're waiting for the check he's I noticed he was getting antsy, so I guess, like, in my mind, without thinking about the cause for his shaking, I was like, uh, let's get him out of the restaurant. And uh, he – so I'm like, okay, well, you guys are waiting for the check. I'm just going to run down the street and go into CVS to grab something so and that we can get home more quickly. Maven spilled a full glass of milk right after you left. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I go into CVS with Bryn. The whole time we're there, he's like, wait, what are we doing? And I was like, you, I already told you this inside. And then we get into CVS. He it sprints away from me in the CVS. And I'm like, great, now I got to find him. It takes me a second <laughs> to find him. I find him in like a corner standing there with a scared look on his face. And I'm like, oh no. And he's looking down and his... He's peeing his pants in CVS, like flooding down his pant leg into his shoes. A significant just, amount just of urine. A real lot of pee that he's been hoarding apparently for a full hour. So hoarding. You he, can't have my pee. I'm hoarding it. He he looks down as it's happening and he goes, Why is this happening? And then Wait, didn't he say, Why'd that happen? Well, he, first he first he looked down and was like, "Why is this happening?" And then, as I I was like sort of resigned at this point, realizing how much so much pee was coming out of him so fast. And I truly think that our listeners may have manifested this scenario through sheer desire uh, to see us in their uh, in their hypothetical would you know. So so uh, so so did I, you know? I can tell at this point. The, all of this pee is coming out of him immediately. He's not going to like hold it. So we either stand there and just let him form a puddle for a second or we leave a trail of pee like <laughs> everywhere. You know what I mean? So he instinctually I, found a corner. It was sort of a corner. Anyway, and I'm and I'm like probably making a scene because I like I was like running searching for him. So when I find him, I was like 
what are you doing? What? No. And like, it was like the definitely like if you were a keen listener in a, an adjoining aisle, you would have realized what was happening. I'm picturing a lady up at the cash register <laughs> hearing somebody go, are you peeing? Oh, don't let anyone see you pee. We got to leave because you're peeing. Thank uh, you. Good night. So then I'm like, okay, I guess I'll take him into the bathroom, but it's like really too late to do much damage control at this point. Take him to the bathroom, like pat him down with some paper towels, which is pretty futile. And then I'm just like, we just have to get out of here before this is like more of an issue. Oh, and it's like seven degrees. Yeah, it was like (laughs) incredibly cold. (laughs) Uh, So so I'm like, well, this is one of those moments for your kids where you're like, you feel bad, but at the same time, you're like, you got yourself into this mess. Like, you need to understand the consequences of peeing your pants in a public place. So... He, so I'm like, okay, we're just going to like get outside. So I like call you to get the car, which you're already on the way to. And you immediately try, start trying to tell me like that you're dealing with a situation with Maven. You're like, oh, Maven spilled some milk. Like you're like frustrated. <laughs> I thought I had a story. Yeah. You're like, oh, we got to get out of here. Like, and I was like, you have no idea. So then. Yeah. Well, Maven, I didn't tell you, Maven refused to put on her jacket and hat. And so I wrestled her into her coat. And of course I, she did. Yeah. So they, so, so we throw like a sweater on his seat and some paper towels that I smuggled out of CVS from the CVS bathroom. Smuggled. I mean. Hey. I was. Where I, did all these paper towels go? I was unrolling a bunch of paper towels in the bathroom and then just like stuffing them into my jacket i was like we got to get out of here like it was just like <laughs> it really is a it, would you know scenario it is like a crime scene uh <laughs> there's no question in the world when it comes to fight or flight my flight response wins every time so this really really changes how we're going to look at those scenarios now no i think this is pretty much what i had said i would do run away yeah uh yeah that's true i think so, uh, so anyway, I get him out of there. Well, you, you I want to know up. how how much urine did you leave on the floor of the CVS? I mean, it's like that was the most genuine sigh I've ever heard. I would say it's like close to a foot diameter of just your <laughs> like. There's a significant puddle of pee. I mean, a lot of it went into his shoes, so <laughs> which we washed. His nice high top pee bowl shoes. <laughs> Um, they really absorbed it. <laughs> they were really built for it. So, so we get him home. You pull, you pull up. I go in with Nathan. Oh, this is when you were mad at me. I got mad at you. So you were like, I was gonna go park on the street, and you're like, Can you drop us off? And I go, Okay. And I pull up, and you get out of the car and grab Maven and walk away. And I was like, What about our wet son, <laughs> who I now have to walk with in ten degree weather? It was a sweet victory because I was right. And it's rare that You were that right I, about what? You should have taken the wet boy. No, I disagree because I think he needed he wasn't in danger and I think he needed to feel the consequences. I think of, you wanted to not walk from the street and that's the full extent of it. I didn't want him to make me carry him with pee all over him. I didn't want I to carry I don't think you thought it through a, that much. I didn't I didn't want to be involved in touching more of the pee plus me going in with without him meant that I started running a bath. I was preparing for you guys. Hmm, 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 hmm. Okay. 
It's a pretty I, good d- I didn't think th- Maven was crying. I wanted to get her inside. I didn't feel like she deserved <sighs> to suffer for Bryn's actions. Uh, I, well, okay, sure. I forgive you. <laughs> I want to. So, uh, unrelated to this, but this is uh, walking in tonight. I picked them up from from daycare, and we were coming up around, and and Maven just goes, "Mommy's here." I love mommy. Ugh. And I, and then she goes, I'm, I'm happy to her. I think that's her saying that you, you, she's happy around you. I'm happy to her. I love mommy. And Brittany goes, I love mommy too. And I go, you know what, you guys? I love mommy too. And then he goes, yeah. And I go, I love you. I love you, Bryn. I love you, Maven. Do you love me, Bryn? And Brittany goes, daddy, I don't love you. I, <laughs> daddy, I do not love you. But I like your jacket. Bryn said that? Yeah. And he said it real casually. He's like, I like your jacket. Like it was a cool consolation prize. And uh, I got to say, it is a cool jacket. It's 55 <laughs> degrees today, which is insane. So I put so on my lighter saying jacket. saying parenting is like acting. <laughs> By oh. Peter McNerney on bookshelves this fall. <laughs> parenting is like acting. All the world's a stage I, to oh, pee I have on. To, this story is kind of relevant. So Brent asked me the other day, because I had said I was like going out to work. I left for a couple hours to work. And he was like talking to me about it later or something. He was like, what's your work? He like basically was like asking what my job was, which we had never talked about before, which I think is funny. We've been talking about it. One of the questions in his journal is, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he like... Didn't understand the question, so we came back to it the next day, and I sort of explained it more. So it's on his mind. Yeah, so he asked me, and, like, the easiest description I could come up with him was I was like, I write jokes. And he <laughs> and he was like, you write jokes? And he was, he was like, how do you write jokes? And I was like, well, you just try to think up things that are funny. And he was like, hmm, like, why is six afraid of seven? Like, he, and he was like... <laughs> He's like, is that one of yours? And then he always he that? always tells the punch punchline wrong on that where he's like, because he ate nine. <laughs> My, well, the best version we've said in this is because seven. What is six afraid of seven? Because seven had red eyes. Oh yeah, that still was his of, old version. Still one of my favorite jokes ever. Uh, we got to do that again. Get a list of jokes and give the setup and have Bryn give the punchline. Oh yeah. I, well, he understands what I do. Because I just tell him I'm a story pirate. And he listens to the Story Pirates podcast and he hears daddy is an idiot on a ship. And so he's like, daddy's eating a book. And I was like, yeah, that's my job. He doesn't, I don't think he understands that like, I mean, he probably does that I'm acting. I mean, he's come to the Story Pirates show and seen that. Because you're so serious at home. He couldn't possibly understand understand. you were doing a character. But I think there is still a little bit of a blurred line. Like when he listens to the show, he's like, he now points out, that's you, daddy. But it's still like a bit of a real well, world to him. I think the thing is that your story pirate's character is just so believably you, you know? It's because like an idiot that keeps eating <laughs> interjecting. Uh- <laughs> oh, no, my character doesn't interrupt. My character is interrupted. Okay. Um, so then it is very different from real you and I can see why you would be offended <laughs> I'm not in charge by the confusion. my character in story <laughs> is very stupid 
but always positive. He's the most lovable, and he uh, loves snacks. That's his defining feature. Okay. So that part's true. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. This next segment's called Did You Knows, where we share some information we've found on the internet. Yeah, learning how to be a parent from Googling it. Um, that's our new theme song. Um, <laughs> this is an article from Slate from 2016, so it's a little a little dated. Um, but I, I Googled this topic, and I thought it was, first of all, very funny, which the, the topic is, Quality of time versus quantity of time, and there you googled this topic. Yeah, um, were you feeling guilty about? No, and I was like, should I? Um, but part of you was if you can't, decided to Google this. I don't. I don't remember why. Okay. I was just like, anyway, what's the topic? Go ahead. <laughs> what's the topic? <laughs> what's the topic? And okay. boy, like, there's like six headlines that <laughs> are right in a row that that just go like. It, studies show it's qual. Uh, sorry, it's quali- quantity of time over quality, and then it's it's quality. Of, and then I so read a few of them, and there's this big argument of whether spending more time with your kids is important versus spending quality time with your parents. And I noticed a trend in all of the arguments for quantity over quality. And oh, you we, found that on other articles. I found that on other articles, and they were like, um, "Sorry." Despite all the recent studies, it's quantity over time. It has shown the more time you spend with your parents, the less likely you'll lead to behavioral issues or premarital sex. And I was like, oh, this has an agenda. And I was, and I was like, oh, this is. 
This it's true. A- if your Christian goal is to make your kids like uptight carbon copies of your idea of the rules um, of the world, then bait. yes, quantity of time is going to be what it takes to get them to behave that rigidly sub- for the rest of their lives. The subplot of the thing is Beth <laughs> hates Christians. No, I don't hate Christians. I just hurt. I hate. Uh- you hate religious chastity. No, religious I hate chastity? religious... Mil- Let me say a word. I hate religious militants of any philosophy. Well, I thought it was really funny. It's like, the more time you spend with your parents, the least, least less likely it'll lead to premarital sex. It's like, yeah. You spend all day with your mom, you're not getting laid. Oh! Anyway, this is a Slate article I found that uh, argued the opposite. Um, this is specifically aimed at fathering. In fathering, it's quality of time rather than quantity that makes the difference. And I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. A team of researchers um, from the University of Oxford found that a father's positive emotional response to parenting during their child's early years matters more than how much time they spent with them. The uh, The children of fathers who felt good about being a parent and confident in their role during this period were 28% less likely to have behavioral problems later on. Findings were based on questionnaires sent to over 10,000 English families, 6,500 of which were used for the final analysis. When the child was eight weeks and then eight months old, fathers were asked questions about what kind of parents they were. Researchers inquired into what kind of duties they were taking on their relationship with their child and their mood and feelings during the period. When the child was 9 and 11, mothers were asked questions about their child's behavior. Researchers asked the moms to rate their children on emotional matters like how nervous and clingy they are, how easily they lose confidence, whether they are considerate of other people's feelings, and whether they are able to sit still and focus. In their commentary, the study, uh, study's authors point out that the positive effects of emotionally present dads might not just be the result of the way they interact with their children, but also with their children's mothers. A dad with a good attitude can be an important source of emotional support for new mothers, including many who are just not themselves following childbirth thanks to hormonal turbulence and sleep deprivation, as well as those experiencing postpartum depression. Dads, even if they are not home all day, are well positioned to create a sense of emotional cohesion during the ro- this rocky period and one that benefits the whole family. The researchers' teams finding echo those of previous researchers. One large-scale longitudinal uh, study. Okay, can I talk? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, this, is the, this is the variant, but okay. but you get it. Anyway, so the I think the thing about like the mood you're in around your kids is so huge in terms of like what kind of people they're gonna turn into. Oh, yeah. The, this one, this is one that I'm, I'm like, this feels right. When I I can tell when I'm being a bad dad and it's pretty much just i'm on my phone too much and also just like when you're cranky your kids are gonna be crankier to be around you Mm -hmm. and often as parents you get tired and then you naturally get cranky so you have to be very careful about not letting yourself get tired it's like it's very hard uh it's exercise uh, set time limits on your phone (laughs) Eat well. Low screen time. Boy, I have been to the gym eight times in two weeks. And Incredible. I feel fucking invincible. Sorry. Sorry to be so crass, but that's the truth. We had a really nice weekend weather-wise, and I was able to get outside for a nature walk, and then I spent like two hours with our kids at the playground, and I was like, 
being outside is so incredible it for really your does mental for well-being. You. And it just like, it's very hard to do when it's freezing cold out, but we had a nice day. Uh, and we were very lucky it fell on a Sunday. Anyway, yeah. the other I did really in this article love the part where it pointed out that the effects of a present emotionally responsive dad were might be secondarily affecting the kids through the mom yeah. because if he's emotionally supportive of the mom when she's in a very fragile postpartum period, that could have an enormous effect on her ability to care for the kid as well. Oh, I mean, your your kids see and feel and hear you interacting with each other. Yeah. But the, uh, and that this, teaches them so much about how to be with somebody on an intimate level. And But this is something I say, like, I think in our country, we, and a lot of countries, we sometimes do terribly in this regard in, like, the postpartum mm-hmm. care of the mother, which is, like, very huge in terms of her recovery and ability to care for that, that kid over the course of its lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just to set that woman on a path. So, anyway... Postpartum moms should have more resources from their partners and the world. But anyway, I'll end my little rant. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. Don't rant it up, baby. <laughs> rant yeah, away. baby. There was yeah. something tonight where you were telling Bryn to brush teeth or something. He was like, yeah, baby. <laughs> and then Maven was like, I'm not a baby. And they would be like, no, 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 we're not talking to you. And she goes, I'm not a baby. <laughs> and then Bryn goes, yeah, you are, baby. And I was like, Bryn, you're not helping. I was like, Maven, it's different. You're not a baby. We're she, talking about babies. She gets really mad lately if I call her a big girl. I'm like, wow, you're getting big. And she's like, I'm not. I'm little. Like, <laughs> she She's a stubborn lady. But the, that whole like, baby, <laughs> something I've never said in my whole life until this podcast. And and you, I'm sure listening know that I have to. I say it most episodes. Sometimes I'm like, see you later, baby. <laughs> and I guess I've done that outside of the podcast because Brynn yeah, now says it you all the must time. Not be, you must not know how often you're apparently saying it. That what are you our, talking our about, kid. baby? <laughs> Give, let's make like, some new merch. Remember when you were having like full conversations out loud to yourself in the bathroom and I commented on it and you were like, do I talk to myself? <laughs> I don't remember that conversation. <laughs> You're like, oh, I guess that was out loud. You were. This is having recently. N- no, I mean, like, do you hear me having ago? full, super, like, <laughs> multi-sided conversations in the shower every morning? No, but I think because sometimes happened. I realize I'm talking out loud. I'm like, I'm insane. I mean, we all do sometimes, but anyway. You know which of my parents does that? Your mom. No. Your dad. Oh yeah. My mom is always talking to somebody, <laughs> even if that person's not there. My dad does it, uh, but he's not hes not doing it like a goofy way I do. I just remember always being in the car with him, and every once in a while I'd be like, well, you can't find it all there. I'm like, what? And he's like, huh? Did you say something? Nope. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So that's, <laughs> I guess that's that story. <laughs> <laughs> I Do you hear this? I have had a drink um, while recording this. Cuckoo. Several, several weeks. I'm not. The point is, I'm not drunk. I started having this drink at the it's top. It's because you've podcast. lost so much weight with all this exercise. I'm fucking. It is hitting now. you hard. But I've. I try so hard not to jingle jangle my ice cubes. <laughs> you hear it? You're out of control. I'm a fucking mess. Um. So, 
this article, I th- thought it was interesting that uh, it, the, you didn't let me get to that part, but at the end, <laughs> that there's so few studies actually about dads because it's so much of parenting is focused on mothers because, you know, it's their job, right? Um, and so this was an interesting sort of angle on actually seeing uh, uh, specifically through fathers. Um, um, but yeah, it's it's that, like, it, if, if you, you are... I mean, I, I suppose there's a lack in that area of research for dads, but I imagine that the equivalent for moms, the articles are like... The, the study is like, are moms bad? We found out. Like, it's just like. Here's our questionnaire. Was your mom bad? Very bad. Not bad. The studies on bad. men are like, should men try to be happy? <laughs> yes. Uh, this wasn't a question. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, be present. Be, be cool. Just uh, be chill. Because, listen, we are away from our kids a lot. They are a daycare <laughs> from 7.30 a.m. to 5.30 most every day. And uh, a lot of parents spend a lot more time with their kids. Um, We're just justifying our behavior here. It's true. I, I, say, I, I will say, I think people's tolerance or like desire to be around their kids varies. And obviously, we can't, like financially, we can't all find the ideal amount necessarily. Uh and we, we have to work jobs and do things. But um, the my point was uh, that I think wh- whatever makes you happier when you are around your kids is the right amount of being away from them. <laughs> <laughs> so long as you, if, uh, yeah. Choose the option that makes you happiest and then your kids get to be around a happy person. That's my philosophy. I'm really enjoying our kids recently, and I feel like yeah, a, I feel well, like a better dad. Well, I felt I feel like we've been working on a lot of things that have been improving, but I really do feel like getting away from them for a week made me happier to be around them. And weirdly, me having them alone by myself without you made me happier. <laughs> but because, like, uh, oh my gosh, your sound insulation blanket is about to fall off the wall. That's never happened before. Just leave it. No, it's going to fall. Oh, 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 there goes the other side. Oh, gosh. Uh, now the, the sound is way off. It probably doesn't even matter. Anyway, we love our kids and I love you. Don't try to fix it. She's climbing up on a chair. You're going to do it wrong. This is the hardest thing. You have to, you have to do once. Okay, Beth is standing on the chair. She's holding the blanket and hanging them on my guitar. Uh, hold, oh, she did it first try. Usually takes me three tries. Hi, welcome back to the microphone. How welcome was your trip? Welcome back to our high-tech recording studio. And this has been Did You Knows? And now it's time for We Knows Wins! This is where we discuss a parenting victory <laughs> that we have achieved. That we have achieved as we of late. Achieved. achieved. Beth, you got one? Yes. Uh, so this is another like sort of accidental parenting win or lesson that I t- learned. Um, Still counts. So I was like playing with the kids in the kitchen and Bryn like found the salt, which he's re- he's weirdly fascinated with the salt, like the big <laughs> bottle 
that the this what? is a story I want to hear because I came home and saw the aftermath. So <laughs> I'm really excited. To so hear. anytime where I'm like letting him help me cook, he uh, just wants to like dump everything. And you know those like big salt canisters that you pour out of are like fascinating to his little mind. He just wants to be like pouring it everywhere. Yeah. And so he found that there's like not much salt left in it. So I was like not like insanely worried about him playing with it. So I let him pour some into like the play teacups and stuff that he and Maven were playing with. And he was like putting it in their little like toy pots and pretending to cook. And I was like, you know, normally it's not my ideal to have like salt thrown all over the living room, but it was one of those things Which where I was like, they're I, already I like, up, by the way, what? Which I cleaned up by the way. Well, not all of, but okay. Uh, so <clears throat> we, uh, so they're like, Doing that, it's like getting messier and messier, but it was one of those things where I was like, you know what, let's just commit to this because they're very entertained and this is putting them in a really good mood when we normally have like at least two nighttime tantrums. So anyway, I'm letting them live their life to the fullest and they're making a mess. So and they then, were using salt <laughs> basically as a substitute for tea at their tea party? Yeah, but also Bryn was putting it in like toy pots and being like, I'm making soup. Or they'd like ah. dump it on, they would dump it onto plates and then serve it and then they'd dump it back in the bowl and then they'd like be like, now I'm making you pancake. Like it was like a long this is really chef. A- Really explaining the crime scene. Anyway, so Brynn is getting it like on the couch, on the carpet, everywhere. And I was like, well, we're going to have to clean this up. And then he said something like, yeah, we got to get a cleaner. And he named our cleaning lady by name. (laughs) And I was like so embarrassed that that was his (laughs) idea of cleaning. Like obviously (laughs) we've like spoken to him about her and like we we know how much shame you have about the fact that we uh, have a cleaning lady i mean i have shame but i also have so much love for her as a fixture in my life Oh, she's wonderful she's so wonderful i love what she does (laughs) um so we love what you do so that's probably why i like brenda's probably picked up on my overwhelming affection for her and so so I was and like taking the wrong lesson from it. I was like, I can't have him, this be his association with cleaning, which like we do constantly clean up after them like any mm-hmm. other parent. So we, so I was like, I'm going to try to figure out how to make this a lesson. Also, like the fact that they're so into like getting to do things that they don't normally get to do. I was like, I'm going to like show them another trick and get out the vacuum. Ooh. So I was like making Bryn vacuum, even though he was like not, obviously amazing at that but he was obviously very excited he wasn't well he was okay but like he can't like actually go around the room and vacuum that was being funny anyway real funny we vacuumed he was like i felt like he was feeling responsible and then like we went in the kitchen and maven wanted to help me like load the dishwasher and put soap in and then we ended up like starting a load of laundry and they both (laughs) were like putting laundry in the machine like feeding it in and i was like oh my god i need to get them to do this stuff all the time because they like feel so cool getting to do it yeah and i I think they like just hit this age where it's actually like you could get some sort of like coherent like performance of cleaning out of them yeah well their (laughs) whole lives is is brin's very into uh i mean this has always been true but the mimicry of our routine that's how they're learning how to be people yeah but he 
as opposed to Maven, he has like a sixth sense for when something might actually be useful and then he doesn't want to like jump through hoops for you. Yeah. Whereas Maven, if she like, like she'll grab a paper towel and be wiping down and she like realizes she's actually kind of cleaning and she like gets into it. She spent 30 minutes. She took a, uh, like a wet wipe and just started cleaning everything around her, including I was in my, in the couch, the single couch chair over there, whatever you call that. And she crawled up onto my lap and then crawled up my chest, over my face, and then sat on my head in her dress. So basically her, uh, just um, not quite her naked butt, but her underwear to butt on my head. And she faced backwards and cleaned the lamp above the sofa while using my bald head as a footstool. This is truly my daughter. And then she to noticed that the light fixture. She cleaned it, cleaned it, and then she like stood on my shoulders, lifted her butt off of my bald head, and then took the wet wipe and wiped down my head as if she was like, "Well, I shouldn't have put my butt on you. I'll wipe it down." You can check she, out my Instagram for like a little an, bit of that. She's annoyingly getting kind of into the idea of wiping her butt, which I'm just like, I know she has to learn sometime, but I'm like, it's I like, don't you're not really good at it. What? Maybe you're not good at it. It's just like, it's not helpful. It makes more mess that I'm like, okay, now she you... pull like that. She rips the, the world's smallest piece of toilet paper Ugh, out yeah, she and pulls, she hands it to you like it's helpful. She pulls like 10,000 tiny wisps of toilet paper <laughs> off the roll at a time, <laughs> then h- tries to hand it to you when it's time to wipe your, your butt. You're like, oh, thanks. And just like a crumbling handful. <laughs> this of, is and her hands are so helpful. Her Thank hands you. are somehow wet. And so they're also like deteriorating. Well, now and she's like, she's use like, this. Now she's like looking in the toilet a lot. And like she she found like a scrap of like wrapper from something in the bathroom. And she was like poking that into the toilet bowl while she was sitting oh on the toilet. God. I didn't tell you this. <sighs> she now likes to sit on the toilet a long time and be left alone. And she's yeah. like, go away. So I'm like, all right, let me know when you need help. And I hear her giggling. And she's laughing. Then she starts laughing hysterically. And I go in. This is graphic, by the way, what I'm about to say. So if you want to skip ahead, go ahead. You thought that our episode about vaginas was over. (laughs) We're going to get so many emails. But she was digging around down there. And (laughs) I don't know how specific. Had opened up her genitals. (laughs) And was looking at her own clitoris. Just laughing? And like had fully exposed it, you know, in a way that I was like, I've I've like, I've never seen that <laughs> like that. And she was looking at it laughing. And then she looks up at me with a face that's like, have you seen this? <laughs> and she's poking at it and she's getting all in there. And she's like, daddy, this is amazing. And I'm like, I'm, I, um, I don't know how to respond to this. And I was like, all right, let's wipe your butt. And I just ignored it. And I wiped her butt (laughs) and then I, and then I got her dressed and then I was like, was that a learning moment that I wasted? Should I have said something? I I think she's just exploring. That's great. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I think that's fine. (laughs) Developmentally, I don't think at two years old, you need to be like, that's your clitoris. <laughs> Please keep using the word clitoris. Clitoris. 
That's the clitoral hood. But I don't know. Maybe some of our listeners would disagree. <laughs> um, no, I think we've had enough uh, uh, private part opinions for one month. And then we'll come back to it. I mean, they can email us if they want. I'm, I, I'll always read their uh, their genital analysis. I'll always read your genital analysis. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Now it's time for Listeners Want to Knows. This is where we read your emails, uh, voicemails, uh, it's Sky Mail, Sky Mall. This is where we read Sky Mall magazine. They went out of business, did you know? <coughs> am I losing my mind? What am I talking about? And now we will read <laughs> the entirety of Sky Mall. <laughs> uh, toilet seat warmer. Um, okay, that was the best I could do. Okay, do you I love want to start this over? <laughs> no, I'm not starting over. Hey, Pete and Beth. This is a parenting podcast. <laughs> We're now taking a listener email. I always love the uh, the rope ladder that you use on your window for when you have a fire in the SkyMom magazine. Anyway. Okay, please keep distracting us from the floor. Please write in and tell us your favorite item from SkyMom magazine. Okay. Hey, Pete and Beth. Um, I'm sorry. Pete McNerney is my father. I'm Peter. But I'll go by Pete. That's fine. Can we read the email? <sighs> I'm going to stretch it out because it's annoying, Beth. Hey, Pete and Beth. Joanne here from Montreal. Joanne with an H. Jo- Joanne? Joanne from Montreal. Love your show. 
I have a six-year-old and a four-year-old, and I really relate to much of what you discuss. You are a fine companion on my daily metro rides to and from work. I'm not sure where this fits in, but I am writing you about a disgusting issue we are facing in our household, locally known as the snot wall. Our six-year-old empties his nostrils at night and disposes of his loot on the wall next to his bed. Interesting science fact. When snot hardens on a wall, it basically forms concrete. Scraping this substance off the wall will result in paint chipping. (laughs) Whoa. What does work is to rehydrate the snot by applying warm, wet compresses to the area for a good couple minutes and gently wiping it off with a second warm rag. Yeah, it's called washing. (laughs) It is a disgusting activity, as you might imagine. I have done the cleanup job a couple of times by this point, and my husband has done it zero times as he claims he cannot take snot, cannot take snots as it makes him gag. Yes, this is about you, husband. You know who you are because you listen to this podcast too. Oh, take that, husband. In terms of uh, prevention work, we have tried the usual suspects. Clean up a Kleenex workshop, promising rewards if no new snots appear, etc. Most dramatically, I made up the dreaded snot crab. Hand-sized crabs that emerge in the night upon smelling the snot wall. No success so far. The wall continues to expand. Wow, you would think snot crab would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I like that so much. Uh, So here are some questions for you. Have you dealt with this issue? (laughs) If so, what is your cleanup method? Not sure my method is best practice. What might you suggest as a prevention strategy? Thanks for advance, Joanne. The thing is, I haven't dealt with this issue at home, but... What? Whoa, where is this going? This is going to sound so crazy, but I work in a co-working space where we share a larger office with, with a bunch of little offices. I have, I have no idea where this is going. Someone in our office does this <clears throat> in the bathroom stall, or at least was for a period of time. What? But it's like, this is the kind of thing <laughs> that human beings do. It's like a pathology. Like, who? what person, <laughs> why... People are insane. Uh, And like, you know, we know the cleaning lady. It's like so insane to imagine leaving her with something like that, (laughs) that that someone built up over the course of time, like deliberately. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I cannot believe that this is how you were able to relate to this email. It's disgusting. I I don't think this is still happening in my office. I think this person probably like left or whatever. I don't know. It's like insane. Well, to answer your question, Joanne. (laughs) We have not dealt with it. We have not dealt with this. Not with a wall, but I've dealt with it on Maven's face. The last, everyone's a little bit sick right now, except me. So I'm next, I'm sure. And Maven constantly has a like a racing stripe from her nostril to her right ear where she clearly wipes her face 
towards the right and there's just yeah. a dried well, line of snot I across the face. I think most parents can relate to the dried snot in the nose. It's like very hard to get out sometimes. I dig in my kid's nose so aggressively. <laughs> I get them in the sink. I get a handful of warm water. I throw it in their face. And then I start at the top of their nose and I squeeze downwards. I mean, again, it's called washing and it, most of us do this to our children. But I, then I dig, on a regular into, basis. I dig into those nostrils. <laughs> I really, I really get it. Maven also likes to pick her nose. Because You've, for we you, said it's the quality of time, not it's the, the quality. quality of snot removal, not the quantity. <laughs> uh, also, a lot of mornings I've said this, you know, I wake up at seven and roll in there and get them dressed as fast as I can. And then get them to daycare. I look ridiculous. But it's only when I go around to open the door to take Maven out of the car to go to daycare that I look at her face for the first time and realize it's crusted. Yeah. With God knows what. Do we have advice for Joanne? I, I'm trying to get Bryn to go How pee old be- did she say this kid was? Six. I mean, it's clearly something he's doing while he's asleep. Why do you think he's doing it? Where is it? It's in bed. He's in bed, the wall by his bed. But he's probably just bored in bed, like not quite asleep, and he's picking his nose, and then he just like goes to put it somewhere. Like, she can't, has she tried putting tissues next to the bed? Well, I mean. Was I not listening carefully enough as usual? Yeah, you you really (laughs) like to listen to these and then ask a bunch of questions that were Because you don't edit anything out so you gotta list this is not my fault because you always include the part where someone's like hi i'm a person who listens to your podcast yeah because that's usually where they say something nice about me (laughs) why would i skip no one likes to hear that part of like where the podcast gets complimented it's assumed if they're writing into a podcast you know who likes to hear that me and joanne (laughs) i'm not going to shortchange you listeners (laughs) what i'm shocked by that is that it chips the paint <laughs> very descriptive. It was. It was very. I'm not grossed out by snot, by boogers. So unnamed dad, get over it. I wouldn't say I'm grossed out so much as like if, when they have a bad cold, like they did this week. There's part of me that like sometimes I can dodge the cold if I'm really careful, and so I don't want to like absentmindedly have them wiping snot everywhere and me touching. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I'm trying to contain it somewhat. I think I like snot. <laughs> uh, I mean, compared to other gross things, I'm like, I'm not grossed out by it. I mean, it. I just wish I didn't have this cold right now. I mean, is there anything more satisfying than like blowing your nose when you have a cold and just... <sighs> no, because my body has an overactive immune system. So it's just flood. It's My nose is a flood the whole day. I mean, I guess there are better <laughs> things than what than blowing your nose. I'm trying to, uh, she asked questions. You're trying with to such, give advice. Yeah, she asked questions. You're you, telling her like maybe she should think about how snot is good. I'm not telling her anything. <laughs> That's one, your once advice. again, we're giving no practical advice. I'm just, I said, I'm relating to get it. Get some tissues, keep them by the bed. I got an idea. Ta- okay, here's my solution. Ready for this? What? Tape a bunch of tissues to the wall. 
That's true. You could put yeah. hang a poster there even and just be like, well, at least this saves me a couple months and I just leave this snot covered poster here. Whatever your son loves the most, <laughs> whatever his TV show or character, get a poster of that, put it on the wall. He's and then when he gonna, wakes up and sees that he's destroyed no, he's Paw Patrol's just, face, he's, he's going to feel horrified. Just start wiping them on the bedpost or something. Hmm. Is it the same spot over and over and over? In which case, maybe just. Oh, here's what you do. This Are you is it. saying there's some significance to the spot? Like it's some sort of portal? I'm just saying is there's, drawn there's a to pattern. Subconsciously, he can't help himself. Here's what she's going to do. She's going to get a... Hire a, a psychic. Hire a psychic. What? Oh, no. Get a read on the energy of the room. <laughs> Buy, ask, get, ask the psychic <laughs> what to do if a poster would work. <laughs> Find your crappiest old small washcloth. Draw with a red Sharpie a target on it and then pin it to the wall and encourage him to hit the target. This is like in urinals. They they paint a little Mm. fly on the urinal in the bottom in the point where the the urine will splash the least onto the floor. I think you should buy your son fancy pajamas with a (laughs) breast pocket. Get him a silk scarf that he keeps in there. What? Tell him how cool kids blow their nose into a scarf. <laughs> um, okay, this kid... Snot target on the wall. This is a genuinely good idea. This kid doesn't care. But if you gave him a target on a wash... Cl- on a, like a cloth on the wall, he's going to put it on there and then you can throw it in the wash. If you give him a cool washcloth... It's, like it's like a wall diaper. How could he resist? I mean, do you know about this? The uh, You heard about these washcloths? You heard about the, these urinals? <laughs> do I know about these urinals? They, put, they draw a little bumblebee or a fly on the bottom of a urinal. Yeah, I understand. Men are dumb. The problem is this is an even dumber kid in a dark room. Yeah, it's a six-year-old, a six-year-old man He's is the dumbest. He's already shown us he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, Joanne, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'd like to apologize for my wife who's not taking your real problem seriously. <laughs> I am taking it I'm seriously. I'm giving you constructive ideas for how to solve this. So please do it Hire and report back because I'm confident my idea is great. <laughs> and this has been Listeners Wanna Knows. This has been another episode of We Knows Parenting. Uh, if you would like to send us a review or a rating, you could do that on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. Please do. It really genuinely helps us a lot, and it makes me feel good about myself. Uh, check out our website, weknowsparenting.com. Um, you can buy some merch there. Um, and uh, our email address is weknowspod at gmail.com, where you can send us questions, stories, advice, whatever you got. Beth, what's our social media stuff? Tell us about it. Uh, you can find us at We Knows Pod on uh, Instagram and Twitter and the We Knows Parenting Facebook page. And uh, again, the new season of the Story Pirates podcast has just launched. Please check that out if you have uh, kids um, uh, or don't. Uh, and whatever you're doing, have a great night. Bye, baby. Bye.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.